And we are back with episode 32 of the Bayou Dragons podcast. Per usual, I'm going to go ahead and just say Ryan because now this is your seventh or eighth time to be on this podcast. Like you said, or right before we just started this, just a few moments ago, Ryan said someone's reaching out saying he loves your videos. And yeah, yeah, on Instagram. We'd, we'd so whenever y'all see this, if you don't follow us on social media, check out the our newest YouTube video that we're going to talk about here, but frog, the big frogging contest, and we'll go into that, talk about that, the Ronatoro roundup, and then uh, just everything that Ryan has going on right now. He has a bunch of big moves. We're representing the Dragon Rap Industrial Hats, and but yeah, how you been, Ryan? Been good, just busy. Yeah, you're one of the busiest people I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you um? Well, between trying to fish, raise two children, and dragon wrap, which is a very successful business going, you're full-time everything. Yeah, yeah, and you throw a lure company in the mix, too. Oh, yeah, fuck. Snapper <laughs> Slapper, you you just actually came out with some baits yesterday? Yeah, we released some uh, slow-pitch jigs and some fast-fall jigs for the bottom fishermen. The bottom fishermen. If you fish for bottoms, and I'm not talking about ass, I'm talking about that offshore fishing Snapper slapper lures, they'll catch them big mamas. Yes, they will. You've had a pretty good, I mean, you haven't got as much to do as much as you've wanted to, but you've had all your trips snapper slapper, or snapper fishing, you've done pretty good so far. Yeah, we did a little state water trip and brought uh, my son and uh, old, old Spencer Kniff and Cade Spencer. And uh, yeah, we had a good trip. We were prototyping some new lures and messing around with some stuff we had coming out. So it was a good time. Hell Yeah. I've never been uh, fishing for straight-up snapper before. Uh, seems like a lot of fun, though. Yeah, we'll have to have to make you make a trip for you. Go in the bitsy. I, I know they yeah. I know they taste good. I've eaten they them, but do I've taste never caught good. one. You can have all the fillets. I just want throats. Dude, what is that? What's the the bar down there called at the marina in Venice? Oh, um, I just call it Venice Marina. I don't really. Yeah, well, the Venice Marina. That snapper throats, man. Yeah. Every time we go down there, we order them out. I've never eaten the throat. I've just had the filet. Bro. Yeah, the throat's where it's at. Dude, the fried snapper throat. What is is, the uh, consistency of the throat? Is it more like a crunchy deal or? Well, no, it's like just, it's like eating the fish on the bone. You pick around like the the throat bone and all that stuff, but it has real tender meat, like real flaky. Yeah, it's, it's. Totally different than the filet. I don't know sure, how to explain I'm to, it. I'm going to have to try yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know either, but it's like you have to watch. You can't just take a bite out of it. You have fucking all kinds of bones and shit, fin, but the snapper throat for sure. But anyway, Mitch, do you want to kind of go into the Ronatora roundup? Yeah, just man. Just a hair. Just I will go into it. So we collaborated with the Crawfish Hideaway out of Anahuac, Texas. They, uh, the owner, Casey, one of the owners, came to us and said, hey, came to us with this idea of doing a frogging tournament. And uh, I thought it was a great idea. I haven't been frogging, and it's been probably a couple of years. Honestly, we used to go all the time, but it's been a while. So I was pumped about it, and he was like, yeah, y'all get a team together, you know, kind of promote it. And I was like, yeah, we can do that. So we did a little bit of promotion. I wish we had done more, but we had a great turnout, 34 teams, wasn't it, total? And it was it was really cool. I think uh, it's going to grow a lot in the future as the years go on. 
and we can improve a little bit, you know, on the weigh-ins. I think we can kind of make it more uh, dramatic, I think, kind of like have a stage and kind of like a bass tournament, you know? Yes, definitely stage and, like, people commentating. Right, I agree. And the weigh-in that we had, though, was was pretty badass, the way we did it. I mean, for something that we threw together in a month, a month's time, like we had basically 30 days to throw this together. It came – I mean, I was – shooting for 20 teams, and then whenever I was sitting there signing up, Ryan was sitting there with me, and, like, it was, like, 19 at, like, 10 in the morning. I was like, oh, we're going to have a lot. And then 34, that was freaking – I mean, people came from, I would assume, like, over an hour, hour and a half away, signed up. Koontz was the farthest. Like, people from Koontz, Liberty, which ain't far, but, I mean, out of towners – Compared yeah. to Hampshire and Awak, you know. The thing that surprises me the most is you announced it a month ago and the only place you ever promoted it was social media. Yeah. And that's it. Just that's pretty it. much Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, that's it, we just posted the flyer and people showed up, 34 teams, and we had a blast. I mean, me, Porter, uh, Tanner, and Warhola went out to some property in close to Anawak and Crawfish Fields and stayed out till about 2 in the morning – if we were a little younger, probably would have stayed out all night. Dude, Ryan, <laughs> Ryan was in a bind. Dude. Oh, yeah. And we, we quit drinking at, like, probably 10 o'clock. I mean, I did. Yeah, I did, too, yeah. And we were just wore out. We had finally caught our 15, and we were trying to cull our smaller ones. We thought we were in great shape. Thought we were going to at least be in the top five. And, boy, let me tell you, someone came in and weighed in a sack, man. Well, let me go ahead and just – Multiple teams had oh, some yeah. good sacks. So – we were wore out. We started drinking early. Yeah. Like, or I'm saying like 9 a.m. was the first beer cracked. And then I think, because I got there and started setting everything up with Casey, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like, you came out and started drinking beer like early. Yeah, it was like early. Early as shit. You were there like at 1030, I think, and started drinking beer. And then it's 14 hours later. Yeah. We're out in the field, you know. Middle of the night. I think I stopped drinking beer like at midnight, and I was like, I can't go anymore. And Tanner still – Tanner's the only one that's – Yeah, Tanner kept on going. Tanner, Tanner kind of <laughs> saved us, honestly. He, he definitely caught the most frogs. Yeah. But, I mean, Porter caught uh, not no. that many, a couple. I mean, no, I, I caught one. Yeah. I got out one time. Warhola got some good ones. Yeah. And I made a badass video. We put it on YouTube of the whole experience. Everyone signing up, the frogging, the weigh-in, and – after we had a, a little concert at the Crawfish Highway Rants May play, it was it was a great time, man. And I look forward to next year and you know continuing to grow it, make it bigger and better every year. I bet next year is going to be pretty, probably sixty teams. I would yeah, assume my, probably. My yeah. my goal's fifty. Yeah. So like you have to set it something reasonable. Like I'm I'm because like this is probably we we set it and I think it was a good date. I want to do it after. Louisiana season's closed, so there's no Louisiana. Yeah. And what I think is it should just be like a Texas thing. Well, yeah, yeah. After just, seeing just, the toads that were brought in from Louisiana, you got to make it a little more. I'm not saying it, anything bad about it, but Texas local I think would be a little more competitive, you know, Yeah. because everyone's frogging the same the same kind of shit around here. Yeah. yeah. It's just just making it more, more fair, which, I mean, it's not like it was cheating or nothing. They no. went out. They had <clears> – <throat> Basically four hours to frog because 
April 1st, frogging in Louisiana shuts down for, what, a month or two for breeding. So, but they went out there. They fucked them up, had 30.6 pounds. Some of the biggest frogs I've ever seen in my life. By like, far the biggest ones I've ever seen. Like, their bodies were the, si- the same size as ours, but they were fucking plump oh, full, yeah. dude. Plum full. Y'all need belly's full. Yeah, y'all can see that on the video. The whole Mitchell did a real good job on that one. Yeah, the video's sweet. It yeah. really is a really good job. I yeah. enjoyed it, man. And that was the first time I really filmed at night too. So I was kind of curious how it was going to come out, but it, it did pretty yeah. good. Turned out good. Turned turned out good. And out thirty four teams, we got ninth. So I was very. Shoot, I thought we we got seventh. We got ninth. We got ninth. I mean, that ain't terrible. No. In the middle of the pack, man. I mean, in no, contention, got, that's all I care about. It was ninth because there was like a tie for like fourth and then something else. Like it put us in ninth place. But it was 30.6, 24.6, which is a big difference. And then 20. Yeah. Yeah, that we 24, that that 24 no. pound uh, sack was pretty impressive. And they were local guys too, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they went over towards like Bridge City area. But, you know. Like everybody else that was in Chambers County, we caught probably some of the biggest frogs in Chambers County. Mm-hmm. Like that was the the deal. Yeah, I would but say so. I tell you what brought the people out of the, the woodwork though for the tournament. Well, I think it was the belt buckles. They, the everybody belt wanted to see the belt buckle. Well, when I asked you, you literally said, "I'll be on your team under one condition: is there belt buckles involved?" Yeah, yeah. And I sent you a, like a rough draft of what it was going to be, and you went, "I'm in." Yeah, I gave up turkey hunting to go to go do that. Just just off the odd chance we won and got belt buckles. Yeah, dude. And Rance is not taking it off yet. Oh, that's beautiful. I would I would be doing the same thing, and we were all in the same boat. We didn't give a shit about the cash. We wanted that buckle. I mean, mm-hmm. I think yeah. the cash ended up getting up to what? What was the first fee? place? Was twenty six hundred and fifty dollars? Yeah, so it was a good. I mean, yeah. cash prize for the winner, and plus the belt buckle, which was, I mean, that's the prize in itself, right there. That belt buckle was sweet. And I was just. I was excited that we were able to donate. We donated fifteen hundred dollars, and then somebody matched us five hundred. So we donated two thousand dollars to that making memories for miles deal that they oh, were nice. doing in Anawak. So um, it was a guy that I went to school with, really good dude, genuine dude. His kid had passed away, and that's you know they had that they had a catfish tournament going on the same weekend, which like you know just. I didn't know it was happening. They didn't know we were doing our thing, one of those kind of deals. But they still had a great turnout. We had a great turnout. We donated money. I felt good about it. Yeah, and I think every year we'll find something to, you know, put a percentage of it towards a good cause, you know. Well, yeah. And if I win it, like, that would be, like, what my deal is because we're hosting this. It doesn't look good for me to keep the money because if we win it, I just want the belt buckle Yeah. every year. I'll donate my money to whatever the hell the – you know, there'll be something going on. And I think it'd be cool to get some, like, vendors out there at the hideaway to set oh, up yeah. some booths and stuff to, to sell their merch or whatever they got to sell along with everything else we got going on. You get it much bigger, you're going to have to use the park or something. Though. Well, that's what I'm literally thinking. Like, yeah. I mean, we made it work this year, but I think mm. we did it, like, how we want to. Like, if we would have done it like we wanted to this year, we would have needed something bigger. Mm-hmm. Like, if we would have had a full-blown stage, everybody's weighing in at one time, so there's actually people there. Because if we would have had, like, an announcer, and it's like, I get to be there by four, mm-hmm. and we start going, and you get a number. So, you you know, that mm-hmm. situation where you, everybody sees every frog get weighed, your big ones, you weigh those. I think next year we'll do a heaviest frog, like, individual. I think that, like, you know, bass tournament, you get yeah, bass. Yeah. We, we need to do big frog. That'd be cool. I think big frog... 
the heaviest stringer and probably like maybe the longest stringer. But I know. think 15 is a good number. That's 15. I think that's a solid oh, yeah, number yeah. for yeah. the quantity. Yeah. That's and we were kind of nervous. We for were the the first field we left. We had eight, but like six toes. Two of them were, yeah, pequeño. Yeah, it was weird. I I don't know what was going on with our frogs. It was they weren't in the abundant numbers that I thought they would be in. Yeah. Well, if they were, they were out in the middle of the pond. Yeah, we we really didn't go walking either. No, we didn't walk. We, we, <laughs> I said the, the easy way out. Man. Yeah. Bro, the, everybody that was in the tournament was sending me videos. Everybody is walking levees and walking through the fields. Yeah. There's four of us on one buggy <laughs> and drinking beer, shining. Listen to music. Listen to music. Like, that. we were straight up fucking off. And we still were in contention. I mean, yeah, between fourth place and us, like, between fourth and ninth was literally a pound. Yeah. One frog. Like, we were one frog away from getting fourth. We, that one Tanner missed. Probably yeah. so. Oh, Probably yeah. was. Probably was. I hope y'all have seen that video. Did You did you, you will you, see the video if you watch the YouTube. <laughs> did you enjoy that, Warhola? Oh, yeah, that was funny. I that had to great. put that in there, man. That was great. That was great. Can't catch them all, man. Can't, but that was a real good time. We ended up, well, shit, I got so damn drunk. Rance performed well, and, <laughs> like, I hate to say it, but I don't even remember leaving that place. Well, like, I tell you, man, me and Tanner, Tanner came up. He was like, hey, man, you're going to be leaving soon? We were done, man. And uh, I was like, yeah, I'm about to cut out of here. Old Porter, man, he was he was pretty toasted. And, <laughs> uh, shit, we left like 7.30, 8 o'clock. And I don't know, how, how late did you end up staying? I have no clue. <laughs> I literally have no clue. Like, whenever they closed and then after that because I had to pick up a bunch of shit. But I was worthless because y'all bought that damn – Bottle of tequila and whiskey. Oh yeah, we um, <laughs> we went and got some shit from. Uh, there was a liquor store across the street. Dylan's and I got this big ass bottle, dude. It was like this tall, of some tequila. And Tanner got a bottle of Tennessee honey, mm. and we were passing around the bottle and just having like a to good everybody old time. there, like be random people at the crawfish hideaway. You drink tequila, <laughs> passing around, passing around, like dude. Now, it got to a point where I just looked over at the cooler, and there's this old man looking in our cooler, and he just pulls out that giant bottle of tequila and just pulls, puts it back. Like, everyone's just having a good time. Bro, I – Funny. That shit got me. Because I would just – like, I've, I've like at one point didn't notice. I was just going over there and just kept swigging. And I was like, what am I doing? You idiot. That shit will get you, that tequila. You got to be careful with it. Mm. Well, yeah. And then we had all the beers, like – and I was telling everybody, like, drink it, it's free. Shit, we had a bunch of beer. I mean, I was happy to share. Warhola, I think it was just Warhola was so wore out from that night before. Oh, no. I went fishing. Oh, yeah, you did go fishing yeah, that day. I went fishing. You, um, did you appreciate Tanner talking that sly trash to you at the Whataburger? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't my fault. It's the damn Winnie Whataburger fault, man. Yeah, he's place, like, place went downhill. I'll never go back. I love that we did an interview in the middle at Whataburger. Yeah. I was dying. I was so hungry. Dude, you were literally just like, do you have Advil? I was like, yes. Oh, dude. Like, thank God. Like, the whole situation, you were... <laughs> Getting old is a motherfucker, let me tell you. Yeah, well... It builds character, though. Yeah. You built character that night. You had all of us, which, I mean, I think Tanner was definitely the most lively, because I was just sitting in the front holding the light, and I was like, I can go to like, bed now. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'll, I'll, we don't even have to have 15. I'm cool. 
Yeah. I will tell you this, man. It's been a while since I've been frogging, like I said, but I forgot the importance of a, a good flashlight, man. I had a piece of shit <laughs> headlamp, and it wasn't doing a damn thing. And I was borrowing the DeWalt and Dude. whatever I get my hands on, and Warhola ended up buying a faulty uh, Q-beam that yeah. wouldn't stay charged <laughs> for over charged. five minutes, and we were kind of in a bind. I swear to God, next year we will have, like, we'll if we take, like, Robert's rig, I am light barring that thing out. <laughs> I am talking... All edges of the roof pointed down. We'll look like a fucking UFO. <laughs> I need out you there. to get you one of those lights off of those uh, barges or the shit. <laughs> the barges oh, yeah, put on yeah. top of that <laughs> that buggy, <laughs> dude. That'd work. You could cook them. Because <laughs> I felt like a real dickhead whenever, like, we did. We got out for like a maybe a two minute time. Like it wasn't Tanner, long. It wasn't long. I ended up just walking back to the buggy. I was like, the beer's there. But everybody got their lights. And I had that hoodie that. That beanie light, yeah. mm-hmm. dude. I, I, I thought I was some hot shit. I clicked it. And I couldn't even see it. Yeah. Like I was like, I like had, not strong. I had a headlamp and I had to just take it off my head and just hold it like this so I could, you know, out in front of me, oh, I yeah. couldn't see shit. Dude, we looked like retards. Yeah. All of us were all holding lights <laughs> like at the ground. And yeah, we definitely need to upgrade next year to some get some better lights. But we got our fifteen. I can't be mad at that. No, yeah. and we, I mean. We had some good frogs, so. Yeah. Tanner had them all in a freaking, like, saltwater brine the other day. Yeah, Tanner ended up with all the frogs, cooked them for his family, mm. so. Nobody got snake bit? Nobody got snake bit, thank God. I did see some snakes, some gators. Saw quite a, lot a gators. few gators out. Yeah. That, the, that was the one thing I was talking to Rance about, because they're in Louisiana. I was like, uh, I was like, we probably didn't see as many gators as you. He was like, dude, we didn't see the first gator. Yeah, see, that's... They don't allow them in their crawfish fields. And in Louisiana, like, if they're harming your, like, business like that, you can just kill them because yeah. they're, they're a nuisance. They'd, he's like, we didn't see a single fucking gator all night. I was like, we saw a lot. Yeah, and I actually ended up talking to Dockery, one of the game wardens, and he's like, why don't, why don't y'all get nuisance tags and go get rid of them? And I was like, I didn't know we could do that. He was like, oh, yeah, yeah, all you got to do is call, call me. We'll get it lined out. Well, the thing is, he – Technically could if you just literally called saying it's a nuisance, you can. And I don't know how that would work with being in a crawfish field because the way it's always worked for me is a nuisance to, to people, you know. Yeah. But I don't know how it would how it would work and just being a nuisance to your operation well, or all that. Well, he said nuisance tags. So Yeah, tags. You can probably get them if you're the landowner. Yeah. So I'm assuming that means we could kill them. Yeah, if we the had ta- a tag. If you yeah, had a tag. Yeah, 100%. Okay. Because Mitchell's caught them before. You don't have to have a tag. You're just relocating them. Yeah, relocating them. Okay. Right. And as a, with my license, I can shoot them if I want to and bring them to get them processed. Gotcha. Okay. But, I, you know, all the ones I've caught, I've caught them live, brought them to Gator Country. But yeah. you can shoot them and bring them and sell them to Casey if you want to. Yeah, which in the whole, which would be good for him. Yeah. Because I don't give a shit about any of that. You know, just give, mean, you give him more meat, <laughs> sell it, you know. But they are a nuisance. That's why they're we're seeing all four to six foot yeah. footers. There's no yeah. big ones. It's no, not the That's where the frogs are going though. That's what yeah. No doubt. Yeah. We need to definitely get rid of them. I mean, as there's another video right there. Dude, we need yeah. We need to go and hard I mean, dude, with how many there is there, I guarantee how many acres was it? Three about three hundred acres. Yeah, we can get five or six tags on that. <laughs> you need about fifty. Well, we need about 50, Come but if you can get those nuisance tags, yeah, because they are hindering the... Oh, yeah. They're eating the crawfish, too. Oh, yeah, they are. Eating no crawfish, doubt. they're eating the frogs, they're eating everything they fucking see. 
snakes, whatever. Yep. We didn't have any of them mess with us, but every frog, they were so thick. Every frog we'd get to, you'd sit there shine, you'd see the frog, you kind of look over, and there's just eyes looking at the frog. Yeah. So it was like, damn, we have competition, yeah. but. And there wasn't as many up north as there was down south, but there was a few. Yeah. Up north, but not, not as many. But yeah, all in all, freaking fantastic weekend. I think today, well, I finally like felt it. So I told Delaney, I woke up at five this morning, like had a bowl of cereal, and I was like, I'm going to start the day. And then I was just like, I don't want to do nothing. I was rotted like most yeah. of the day, dude. So I haven't read, like, we did straight up. The Rana Toro was like a whole 48 hour event. And then I went straight to the lake and I've been fishing and fishing. And then I get home finally and I'm like, Got to take a break every once in dude, a while. Dude, I was catch up on your wrist. I was dead, dude. I fucking laid around the house to like one, like did nothing. Just kind of, I was like, I did the dishes. I, I think that's enough. Saturday morning was the first time that I've slept past six thirty in the morning in probably three years. Probably felt pretty damn yeah. good too. Well, yeah, we didn't get to sleep till almost three yeah. in the morning. So I mean, that's uh, yeah fair. Slept till nine, and I was like, woke up and didn't know what the hell was going on. And oh shit, yeah, okay. Yeah, did you take your son fishing that yeah, Saturday? Yeah, yeah, I took him. Well, it ended up being a boat ride more than fishing. We rode around the lake, and uh, he drove the boat, and I hung out. Sabine? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mitch and them were like, Warhol coming after. I kept saying yes, and then after, like, like whenever it started, I was like, Warhol is not coming. I didn't yeah. figure he was because time kept going yeah. on. I texted uh, him. I was like, yeah, 30 pounds one. And uh, he was being a little short. I was like, yeah, he's probably not coming. <laughs> uh, we were out fishing, trying to fish anyway, and then got home, and, yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm out. I'm done. But, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the whole experience, and I definitely look forward to what we got going next year and all the other shit I want to do with what we got going on. I mean, we did the frogging tournament. I'd like to do other shit like that, too, just because of the – the response we got with that for 34 teams, I mean, we could really host whatever we wanted, you know. Yeah, there's a bunch of people asking for a fishing tournament. Oh, I think we could easily do a fishing tournament. Um, And for us, we're kind of like something that would be easy for us to be like doing like a catfishing tournament. I like, I think when you start getting to like sport fish like trout and bass, that'd be mm-hmm. a little bit harder, mm-hmm. you know, to not saying we couldn't do it. Yeah. But you have to be a little bit more like legitimate i'm saying like the whole process and we tried to do this like the the frogging one as legitimate as we could like everybody is getting weighed in everybody's getting out like the whole thing was good but i think like we'll start off you could just do catfishing yeah and like to me like a lot of people are just do like do rod and reel and stuff i'm like nah like i want to see like a hundred pound catfish come in like any ways necessary catch your best five catfish and bring them in. If someone brings on a hundred pounds of catfish, you know, yeah, jugging, jugging, yeah, dude, do it all, dude, do it all. I think that would be that'd be fun because it'd be fun because people are bringing in like literal giants. Because like, and I'm not talking trash at all at that catfish tournament they had the other day while we were doing the frogging, but I think forty pounds won it best five. I'm like, yeah, but there's like some big catfish in Lake Anawak. Like, oh, I've yeah. seen, like, 60-pounders. I'm like, that one catfish could have beat it. There's, like, a, big, there's a big catfish in Taylor's Bayou. That's golf. what I'm saying. Yeah. That's We throw that. I'm throwing some trot lines out. I've yeah. seen like some that. monster catfish caught in Taylor's Bayou. Yeah. They're in there. Yeah, but you got to time it right. Things have got to – conditions have to line up, but I've seen yeah. some good ones Dude, caught. One day, me and Damon, 
if I'm lying, I dine. We probably, our best five catfish we caught was easily like 80 or 90 pounds. Like, and that was just like, just noodles. Damon yeah. would definitely be interested in the catfish. Tournament. I think that would be he fun just because a lot of people would show up to see something just ridiculous. Yeah, for sure. Like, for and, sure. and there's somebody that's probably like has a spot where they know they can do it. And it's cool. I think the whole aspect of it and then maybe do a fr- like fish fry for everybody afterwards. Yeah. Clean out one of the big bastards. Everybody eats fish and donate the rest to somewhere else, you know. Something, I don't know. I think that would be fun. I know we can do a golf tournament. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. But we'll hold up. We got summer coming up, man. What's um, what's about to happen for you with the fishing, man? You about to get on something offshore or what? Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll start marlin fishing here. I've been, I actually fished one redfish tournament uh, two weekends ago. Um, so redfishing's kicking off. And then I'm actually going to Africa in May to hunt. So I'm going to be in Africa from the 19th to the 31st. What do you plan to harvest over there? Man, I've got, I've got a list. It's a pretty long one because I'm going to do it one time and never go back. Um, I've got uh, kudu, obviously, elon, sable, uh, waterbuck, reedbuck. Um, going to do wildebeest. I have to shoot a warthog while I'm there. Got to. Uh, I'm going to give the, the disco donkey zebra some love. Heard and it's then, fantastic. Yeah. And then, um, I don't know, we're kind of see. I'm hunting 10 days, so I've got a lot of time to kill some animals. Hell yeah. So. That sounds awesome. Now I heard, and I don't know, I haven't really done my research on it, but it, can you bring back anything from Africa that you harvest mount-wise? Like if you want to mount anything? Can yeah, you anything so back? you can't bring any meat back, and, and that's one of the deals about the safari that I'm going with. They Every night they're cooking something that was shot. Um, then donating the rest. Yeah, and then donating the rest. And then um, mount-wise, you can bring the, the hides back. You, there's a protocol there. It's pretty expensive. Um what I was told to do by several people who have gone, they said, man, number one, get your hunt filmed. So the outfitter I'm going with offers uh, a videographer to go with you the whole hunt. And they actually edit the whole whole thing, get the kill shots, get all the in-betweens, the dinners, all that together. So I'm going to have my hunt filmed. And then they say take really good pictures with your animals and just bring back skull mounts because it's cheap. And then has blow your pictures up on the wall and have your skull mounts in, in your trophy room and, and call it good. And, you know, obviously the zebra, I'm going to go ahead and get a rug made out of that. Yeah. that that'll that be one. I'll probably get the kudu, actually, shoulder mounted. I have to look at a picture of a kudu. I'm, I'm, they're the ones with the big spiral horns. Okay, okay, yeah, I got you. The white, uh, they're dark gray with the white stripes going down them. And then probably the sable. And then everything else, I'm just going to. Just going to skull mount. Yeah, that warthog would be a dope-ass skull mount. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be fun. And I'm, I'm really excited about the video. The place I'm going with is called John X Safaris, and they have some great videographers that go with you, and they're actually professional. I mean, that's what they do. They they film hunts all over the world, so they come into Africa for that time of the year to film the hunts. I mean, it's, it's TV quality Yeah, you get. So. Hell yeah, man. Put that yeah. shit on fucking YouTube or Netflix. Yeah. Well, I, I have I actually have some, uh, some nice shirts getting made for Ryan for that hunting trip as we speak. Yeah. Some uh, game guard, uh, South Texas camo, some tan. I'll be repping you. I'll be the, the guy out there with the cowboy hat on and the uh, Bayou, Bayou Dragon Drag. shirt. But, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I'm kind of jealous. I'm going with Cable Smith from Lone Star Outdoors, and I've talked about it before on the podcast, but he's going duck hunting the whole time. Ten days of duck hunting. I was like, man, I might have sneak in a day of duck hunting with you. I, I, w- I would do a day, but, dude, if I'm going to Africa. Well, this is his seventh trip, so oh. he's, he's run out of mammals to kill, I think. I yeah. actually met uh, Cable. He was at the Texas Trophy Hunters in Dallas. Dallas, Dallas yeah. yeah. He came up and uh, Swamp Seeker knew him. 
he came up and bullshitted with us for a little bit. And I didn't know who the hell he was. He was like, this is my buddy Cable. He's got his podcast, um, Lone oh, Star sorry. Outdoors. I was like, cool, you know, just bullshit with him for a minute. And then I looked him up. I was like, damn, he's got he's got a pretty oh, yeah. big uh, well, podcast. He has a – he started off with a radio show back in the day, and that's how – I mean, that's all he's done since college is uh, radio and podcasts. And he's a really good dude. He's a good friend of mine. And, and um, we've hunted together a few times and trying to get him to go fishing and do some other stuff with us too. But Yeah, I guess when you've shot everything – because I would – that would be awesome to do a bird hunt over there. But if I'm going one time – I need my mammals because yeah. if I'm going to duck hunt or bird hunt, I'm going to South America, Central America, doing that shit. Yeah, for sure. All right. I just literally got a photo from my wife. I don't know if that's my house or someone else's, but there's a fuck ton of ducks in her hands. Oh, my God. No. I hope I don't have no fucking ducks in my house. Anyway, so we're all Africa. Yep, Africa. Africa into May. That uh, you're going to harvest everything there is i've had a my cousin jared went and did that like a year or two ago and he said it's unbelievable so i'm, I'm honestly may shoot something controversial oh well, while i'm there um which would be a giraffe i i would but that you you would even know more than me but you can elaborate why you're supposed to i mean this is conservation you yeah yeah i mean you, they have old bulls that get kicked out of the herd and you know they're tearing up farmland and whatever else right and um so yeah but that, it's an, it's one of the animals that's offered and i'm thinking really hard about it i just mean because honestly shit i will i mean at the end of the day that meat's gonna get donated oh, yeah. anyway to, yeah, someone's 100%. gonna eat the animal yep and then i would i would do a, a big rug with it probably, yeah you know and, and the skull would be cool with those little horns that they have yeah thing, so dude that is, but it like it was a few years back. There was like this big old bull, real dark some bitch that was going around and killing, like killing off the herd. Every time they had babies, they kill them. Mm-hmm. Somebody paid for it, hunted it, went through the whole process, all legal, all good. The everybody was happy yep. except the bitch. You know, Dude. people like, oh my god, I can't believe you killed that giraffe. You, it's like. He killed like thirty giraffes. Yeah, well, Cable lost a sponsorship because he killed one. Um, he he lost First Light. Stephen Rinella said, I, "I don't want people shooting giraffes who were in First Light," so they dropped his sponsorship. Yeah. Uh, well, one thing you'll know, like if you follow, wow. if you follow our podcast or you know watch our content, we don't give a fuck what anyone thinks about us, and yeah. we're just going to keep doing what we want to do, regardless um, of the opinions of others. It goes back to if it's legal done ethically who yeah. gives a flying fuck yes he's not poaching yeah he spent a lot of money to yep. shoot something that was because whenever you go over there and the guides or the tribes people whoever you're going with they're like we need this gone yeah like, this thing's fucking up everything yeah yeah like, exactly i i don't get where people don't get that but also people are pussies so it's politics yeah. man like that his sponsorship probably Maybe the guys really didn't care about it, but maybe they're like, oh, well, these people will think this. or uh, Who gives a shit? Guarantee you that's what it is. Yeah, yeah I mean, because I guarantee you they've probably shot one. Yeah. Like, honestly, they just don't post about or it. If not a draft. They've done something that was controversial. Yeah. You know? I mean. Well, you're, any, like, your zebra. Like, people think zebras. Yeah. A, a zebra was, is considered. You know. Yeah. The giraffe. Like, the, the only thing I would never shoot. Well, I mean, nothing endangered, you know, but, like. Nothing with ivory. Like, I'm not going to kill an elephant. I'm not going to yeah. kill a rhino. Like, that's 
but like there's nothing on giraffes, there's nothing on zebras, they're fucking horses. People that are ignorant on the the subject of, you know, going to Africa and harvesting all these exotic animals, they don't understand and like I was talking about earlier, all that meat some people that are less fortunate over there, that meat is donated to them. It's done ethically and yeah. it's done legally. Yeah. I mean, the people talking shit are living in like $500,000 houses and the people that are actually getting shit from this are living in mud huts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like it's, it's you, Hey, person on Instagram, shut up. Yeah. Like keep drinking your clean water. Yeah. Because these motherfuckers are over here drinking mosquito water and mm-hmm. eating zebra. Yeah. But, God, man, that shit gets me riled up, honestly. Because <laughs> whenever I do finally go, everything will be blasted. Yeah. Everything. Like, I'm saying, like, I'm going to post. I'm going to have a photo with everything that I do harvest. Yeah. And, and, and you know, I'm going to go once. I'm going to make the most of it, and I'll probably never go back. If I go back to the African continent, it's going to be to go something. do something else, marlin fish, or, or do something, something you know, like that. Hunting again, probably not. Yeah. Well, yeah, that kind of stuff's a little bit different than just, like, us. So, like, we whitetail hunt every day or every year, you know, and all that. But, yeah, if I go once, I won't go again. I'm, I'm the same way. Yeah, I'm going to go somewhere else. I'm going to go to New Zealand or I'm going to go to Alaska or some something, do something else. So. Yeah. Dude, well, we were surprised yesterday. I don't know if you're in the live. All the Brazilians. Yeah, there. I saw that. Dude, hundreds of Brazilians. Dude, I didn't know we had such a large fan base in Brazil, but I do now. Dude, <laughs> I love it. Like, because I've looked at, like, you can look at the analytics and stuff and see, like, where they're viewing it and all that. And it's like, it's always there's a percentage from Brazil. And it's like, that's hilarious. Yeah. Like, we're getting more views from Brazil than, like, Kentucky. That's crazy. You know, like, that's somewhere crazy. in the States, that's Brazil's crazy. like, fucking buy you dragons. But. Yeah. Okay, so you got the Africa. Yeah. I guess you got we got blue marlin fishing coming. That's coming tournament soon. season. Um, first one of the year is going to be July fourth, the World Cup. One day, winner takes all. The biggest marlin in the world. Gulf's won it the last three years. What's the purse for that one? Yeah, it could be anywhere up to a million dollars. So, yeah, it depends on how many people get in it, you know, and and. How many people put in the big blue? You know, you can win the World Cup and not win the big blue. You could, you could, and when I say the Gulfs won it, the bigger fish, I think one year the Gulf did have the biggest, but most of the time the bigger fish are in Hawaii or Cape Verde or the Azores or somewhere else. But those people didn't put in the big pot. Yeah. So the big pot diverts to the second biggest fish, and it's been the Gulf the last three years. So the big money went to the Gulf. They didn't win the World Cup, but they won all the money. So. Well, what's the usual, like, range pound-wise for the biggest marlin? I mean, I know it's different every year. 700 I'm sure. plus. So that one we caught? We, when we Two yeah, of them. Would have both been, of them we yeah, caught. In yeah, contention for the big money. 700 plus, probably. And then we had one during Lone Star. I don't know if y'all seen that video um, with the Australian guy in the cockpit yelling. Oh, it's plenty big enough. I'll just show you all that video. But we let it go, and we kind of looked back and were like, shit, we should have killed that fish. Should have killed that fish. We were a little gun shy because we killed one the tournament before, and it wasn't near as big as we thought it was. Yeah. And um, the Australian guy, his, his name's Marlin Jockey on Instagram, and he's he's killed 1,000-pound Marlin, and he said that, that, that one's over 500 easy. Easy over 500. Shit, should have killed it. But is what it is. Yeah. So. I mean – but you respect the game. That's why you didn't. Yeah. If you and, and didn't, if you didn't care about that shit. Yes. And and we went to bed 
uh, in second place with $280,000 in, in winnings that night. So we're thinking, okay, we're going the next morning. We'll knock off another Marlin. We'll be good to go. Well, we did, but somebody knocked off too. So, uh, yeah. So we ended up not, not being in the money on that one. But um, So that's another reason we didn't kill it. We were already in the money, so why kill it and, and try to, you know, wh- let's keep fishing. So. Yeah. Well, if we'd have been in a tournament that one time, we've already oh, talked yeah. about it. Oh, yeah. That's... That was a big fish, man. That was a that was my lifetime fish, for sure. Well, hopefully it happens again. Yeah. And hopefully we're there for it, and yeah. hopefully it's during something like that. Yeah. So we, you know, there's like, and okay. I, I still I caught that fish on an eighty, on a freaking eighty. Yeah. I wish I'd had a one thirty. <laughs> Dude, you were wore the fuck out. Yeah. But so you have the mar- you have multiple marlin tournaments. You got redfish tournaments. Bayou Dragon sponsored redfish turn. Uh, yeah. Well, the team is anyway. Me yeah. and Brandon, we, we fished one two Sundays ago, and it was a man. We we didn't have any plan. Like he, I've been busting my ass at work. He's been in a turnaround, and I've just been so busy with a Dragon Industrial Wrap that I haven't had time to go fishing. And he goes, "What are we going to do?" I said, "Dude, we're just going to go go fishing. Uh, we'll see what happens." And I woke up that morning. It was calm and a little foggy, and there was an incoming tide. And I said, "Man, you know." I always remember catching redfish at the jetties in March on the incoming tide when it was calm. Let's go to the jetties. And we pull up, and we caught 73 reds in the span of about four hours. Only two of them were in the slot. Every other one of them was a bull oversized. Just giant. Damn. Just giants. And oh, we were so wore out. I had bruise on the side of my ribs from the rod. And I started uh, – they were on top of the jetty rock. Like, we, we pulled up because you think they're here. And I looked, and there's a tail sticking out of the water. I was like, yeah, they're here. And – um first couple ones you know getting them to the boat and we're taking our time I was like man it's taking too much time let's hook them i started just hooking them with straight braid and if i knew it was a red i would just thumb it until he straightened my jig head out and i'd cut off the jig head and tie on a new one and cast back out i mean it was it was ridiculous mm. yeah i remember you telling me the next you called me the next day and just go man i'm sore and i'm like at a late night you're like no redfish i'm like oh okay <laughs> like I did catch a big biggest trout I've caught in years. I caught uh, caught about a six pound trout while we were catching those reds, just randomly. Yeah, all and, off um, the jetties. All just a big off the trout. Yeah, I was damn. I ain't seen one of these in a long time. Six pound trout, seventy two reds. Catch any uh, human teeth bastards? Any sheep no, no sheep's head. Did catch some drums, some black drum. Um, you know that gulp catches everything. Oh, so. oh yeah. If you're throwing so, gulp, uh, you will literally. Yeah. yeah, I'm surprised you didn't catch a white perch out I there. I know, I know, or catfish or something, but. Yeah, that was fun, and, um, and we were ninth out of fifty teams. Not bad, but um, it's not bad, man. Well, it's team of the year deal, so there's a point race, so we got some points. We're gonna go back and try it again, you know, see if we can't, yeah, if we can't fi- put something together this year. So. And you can fish that. Is that the one that I pre-fished with you before? Like you can fish anywhere. You can yeah. fish the Bean. You can fish East Bay. You yeah, can fish- no, you can fish Louisiana in that one. Um, the uh, the Galveston Redfish series is the one that's Texas only. I fish both of them, so. Hell yeah, because last time we, whatever one we did, we had a good time, and we all, we, me and you had caught them slots. Well, I mean, this has been a long yeah. time ago, but yeah. those good slot reds, yeah. not 72 bull reds. Oh, man. But that's the name of the game, though. You're looking for that 27 and 7 eighths inch fish, you know, so yeah. you, you want to catch overs. I'd rather catch overs and unders any day of the week, because you know there's going to be a couple in there that'll probably make the slot. I've I've never fished a redfish tournament. How does the weigh-in process work, and how many do you weigh in? So uh, the Salt Pro is a, a three-fish format, and 
being that it's in Louisiana, Louisiana, you can only have one fish over 27 inches per person. Well, it's a two-man tournament, two-man team. So you can, if you're fishing Louisiana waters, you're only going to have two that are in that 27 to 28 inch range. And then, uh, cause the upper end of Texas slot is 28 and then you uh, got to have one under 27, but you know, we're, we're looking for that 27 to 28 inch fish. We want three of them. We, I stay in Texas for that one. And then, um, Galveston redfish series is two fish, 20 to 28 inches. And I'm obviously looking for that 27, 28 inch fish still that one too. But it's, it's very, um, Sometimes you take a gamble. You got a fish that on yours is right there on the money, and you can go into the scale and bust over. Or you can go in the scale and get weighed. I, I had both happen last year. I, I should have won the first Galveston Redfish Series, and I, I mean, I had eighteen pounds with two fish, which is giants, and that fish was perfect on my measuring stick. I mean, I, I checked him fifteen times. Got to uh, Harbor Walk, busted. He was too that- big. And I know I remember that because you called me. I, yeah. We were fishing. It was the week of the two moon last year, and I was pre-fishing bass. And Ryan called me, or no, you texted me that morning and said, "Dude, I'm looking good, like wearing Bayou Dragon hat, the oh, shirt, yeah. everything." He goes, I was "Fishing I, by myself too." Yeah, he goes, "I'm about to win this bitch," and then like he he kept going. He's like, "I'm gonna win this bitch," and then he goes, "I busted." And I was like, dude, I was so heartbroken on that. I was like, oh shit. And, and then I followed up in the in the uh, Salt Pro, and it was windy, 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 windy day. And I went and just jigged deep water all day, and just hoping we we scratched together three fish. Well, the third one was twenty eight in one thirty second. I mean, it, I was like, oh. put him in the live well. If he busts, he busts, but that's going to have to be our third fish. Everything else we have is small. So we go in, and he made it. It was nine pounds, 9.9 something is what he weighed, and he ended up winning big fish in the tournament. I didn't win the stringer, but I won big fish. And so you just never know. Yeah. And those fish relax. Those fish tense up, and they can gain that little bit of that you need. You know no doubt. Saying? And I, I bet those redfish in tournaments are probably pretty competitive and weight being as though you got that threshold. Yes. You know, I bet they're pretty competitive. They are. They're very By competitive. By the ounce, I would assume. Very much so. And there's, I mean, there's a logic to it, too. A lot of guys sight fish. They use their towers, and they and they go in the shallow and sight fish. And those, those guys win a lot. But if you can get a guy that can go catch deep water redfish, they're going to be heavier, and that's that's what I try to. I mean, I grew up fishing deeper water, so I go jig and do that. That's so. literally that. But that's where people get it confused. Like redfish and bass are the same on that deal. Like yeah. if you go watch like the opens coming up, uh, in two weeks, two weeks, yeah, in two weeks they're going to be fishing on Toledo. Your big bags are going to be caught in deep water. Yeah, I mean, there's still the spawn. People can go and catch fish on the beds your big fish are gonna be catching deep water year yeah. round whatever but right now especially post spawn those bass are gonna move off and i'm sure someone will be like oh this dude don't know what he's talking about it's like okay <laughs> but the i guarantee i'll put fucking 500 dollars on it right now the overall weight is going to be caught for like the uh the opens in deep water yeah fucking jigging or Throwing some Carolina rigs, some bullshit. Yeah, yeah. And and dude, red fishing is just like bass fishing. Honestly, there's not much difference to it. There's really not. There's really not. You just got more of a fight with the redfish. Yeah. Especially yeah. like I've always had them because I'm fishing my bass tackle mm-hmm. on a red. So it's just. Yeah, yeah. 
But no, yeah, look forward to some red fishing, some marlin fishing, and and just keep hustling at dragon industrial rap. I mean, that's the yeah, and that's going really good. I mean, me and Mitchell are both wearing your hat right now. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's, it's not available for general public, so just <laughs> <laughs> just enjoy that. It's uh, it's been crazy, man. It's uh, it's absolutely just been a wild growth year for us, and and got some really good guys working for us, and really good technicians, and doing a whole lot of installs and been good so yeah i mean y'all are a very young company and y'all are killing the game yeah third year so far third year third and year you're i see your uh uh what do you call it advertisement no, the on commercial the commercial yeah the commercial comes on every day on everything yeah yeah dragon industrial rap yep <laughs> got the dragon flying over the refinery yeah yeah Hell yeah <laughs> So, well, before, I mean, that's, we're talking, been talking about summer, but I mean, for you now, spring turkey hunting started. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, if we can sneak away, we need to sneak away and go up there and, and go put some on the ground. Cause get it, some kill shots. Yeah. They're, they're, they're starting to fire off the, some guys I talk to say, yeah, they're gobbling. Their guys are like, ah, they're, they're gobbling, but they're not, they're not really about about it yet. They're not you know? yet. Yeah. They're so, not horny yet. Yeah. I get asked all the time about turkey hunting. I've never been turkey hunting. That's just not something we do around here, you know, in southeast Texas. I've never been. I'd love to go. Um, sounds like a badass time. I just want to experience, you know, calling them in. I mean, how does it work? Man, so last year was the first year that I actually spring turkey hunted ever in my life. I've always shot them during deer season, you know, with a rifle or with my bow and when the opportunity presented itself during the fall. But um, I – didn't have a clue about turkey hunting, didn't know anything. I bought a box call, some diaphragm calls, and one of those, I guess it's a slate call that they scratch yep. on. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Bought those, bought some decoys, watched a little YouTube, and I showed up, and I had some some guys coming in to, to meet me to hunt, and I beat everybody at the ranch, and I pulled in the gate, and I looked in the wheat field behind the camp, and y'all have seen the, y'all seen the camp before, that wheat field right there yep. behind it. And I saw a gobbler and two hens, and he was out there fanning. I was like, huh interesting so i'm like i wonder if i could kill that some bitch before anybody gets here and just be done and got my bow grabbed two decoys and i snuck around the back side of the field and i snuck to the edge got the decoys out he had his back to me and got in the brush and i hit the call and that sun gun turned and saw that that half strutting jake decoy standing over that hen like he was about to breed her and buddy here he came just pissed dude just on a rope and i'm like holy shit this is the coolest thing ever and he runs in beats the shit out of the the jake decoy stands on the hen and is trying to breed her when i shot when i ended up shooting my bow and i was like okay i see why people do this yeah i see why this is cool you know everybody's in it's 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 so crazy they're so vocal and they're they're so uh just reactive to what you're doing with the call and everything and then um the guys got there and i was like i already got one i had him hanging in the walk and they're like holy shit and i was like yeah that's what i said and I said, let's go let's go try to find another one so i go up kind of the back side of the hill and i parked the buggy and i said let's just walk you know a couple hundred yards carry decoys with us and i hit the call and i was like and then gobblers just all around me i was like holy shit this is awesome so we sat yeah. down and set up decoys, and everybody ended up killing turkeys. And yeah, I'm I'm addicted to it now. And That's sweet. I mean, besides the hunting experience, turkey is phenomenal too. Oh yeah, I like love and wild everybody's like, like, and I'm I'm not talking about like a Thanksgiving style turkey. I'm talking like cutting up the turkey meat and cooking it a bunch of different ways. 
it's fantastic. We had we actually fried some turkey a while back at work, and that was just phenomenal. Yeah, it's so right good. at like right in the middle of deer season, somebody shot one and just cut it yeah. up in like chicken strips. Fantastic. It's hard to beat a fried turkey, man. Yeah, you fried one. I was telling Porter I had fried one for Thanksgiving, first time I'd ever cooked um, fried one before. Injected it. I watched the stale cracker. Uh, had a video on how he did it. I was like, I'll try it, you know. Injected it with broth, seasoned it up real good, uh, stuffed it a little bit, and dropped it in that fryer. And man, it was the best turkey I've ever had. I imagine if you shoot a wild one, it'd be just as good to do. Well, them. you cooked it in my uh, crab boiler or my <laughs> crab fryer, so like well, it probably o- still you tastes you like some crab. Come over, Porter comes over and he cooks all the time at my house, but he left his uh, big old pot and burner at the house. It's been here for a while now, so I've been using it. I know, but probably had a little like, man, why does the turkey taste like crab, boy? <laughs> it's probably what, why it tasted so good. Yeah. <laughs> Some fucking blue claw turkey. But, uh, yeah, hopefully we can get up there with you, Ryan, at least for, I mean, you have till April 1st till May. I think May 16th. I May, think, or yeah. Middle of May. Middle of May. Um, yeah, we need to make that happen for sure. Yeah, at least go up there for a weekend. I just want to film. I would like, dude. I would love to see you f- film you boat up behind some decoys and some, yeah, bastards just walking up. Just, just that'd, be cool. that'd be a cool video for sure. Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be really fun. I'm. I think. I mean, this year we're already starting off strong. I mean, it's early in the year. We've already got frogging. We're about to be getting some bass fishing. We had the. We didn't get. I guess that's right now that's, well, January we had a little bit of duck hunting. Yeah. But going into it, we're going to have goose hunting and deer hunting. And I would actually like to really actually get a deer hunt video this year together. We kind of just. Oh, we'll do one for sure. If we get invited back to Ryan's Ranch, don't know if we will. But (laughs) if we get another invite, I'll do a full-blown video on, like, each of us. Like, I'll go with somebody one morning, let them shoot one, and then somebody else. And then we'll fucking. Clean them, show how we clean them, and then we'll damn sure go back to the ranch. Hopefully, the hunting's a little bit better. Let's not hunt on a full moon this time. Yeah, dude, that dude, it's so funny that like for three weeks you were just every day you were calling me or texting me, going, dude, sending me game cam photos and footage and videos. And you're like, dude, they're here, they're here, they're here, they're here. We get up there, and I was like, yeah, I'm just glad we brought Tanner. At- no doubt, day, no man. doubt. Yeah, I got deer meat in the freezer. Gosh. I didn't shoot it, but that it still blows my mind how bad. How many it was. deer did Tanner shoot? Three, four, four. Tanner harvested four deer. We didn't see yeah. his first four deer ever. So like next year, I'm not like this year was mostly Tanner, Tanner. <laughs> I, and I didn't give a shit about hunting, yeah, like yeah, yeah, at all. And I probably still won't. Like I'd rather y'all kill them. I've killed a lot of deer. I'm not saying you, Ryan. You've killed way more than me, but saying mitch tanner whoever but like tanner shot four deer last year it's like fuck tanner yeah he had never if, shot if one deer. walks out on me i'm fucking slinging yeah tanner got cocky man he was headshotting deer towards Dude. the end of the tree yeah and then we shot we shot the one in camp yeah drinking beer and then i shot one right before y'all got there i think i shot one on the way up there you shot one like yeah like you shot one and then you dressed up and went into town and we showed up and then yeah. you came back and you're like Oh, there's already a deer in the freezer. Yeah, I, I shot, shot that about six hours ago. Yeah, I was I was uh pulling up to uh 
to go pick up Colby and them. And that Cole Buck stood in the road and ran up the side of the hill and stopped and looked at me. I was like, you know what? I feel like shooting a deer right now. And then I was like, oh, shit, I got to clean it. <laughs> yeah. But no biggie. Well, that golf ball trick, we'll, uh-huh. we'll have to get a good, like, yeah. show how you do that. That was uh, – we'll definitely do that. That was interesting. I've never done that before. And I, yeah. I'm pretty efficient at cleaning deer, but that little golf ball, if you – Get it right, yeah. If you get it right, it is faster. Yeah, I need to make some new loops. Those loops will poke the shit out of you and make you not want to use them. <laughs> to use it. Yeah. Now my wife made a chili the other day with that deer meat, that uh, ground meat that we made at your house, Porter. Badass. I love deer meat. Yeah, me too. God. I was I was proud of my deer meat this year. You and Tanner both are been eating the shit out of it. Saying yeah, it's dude. phenomenal. Sausage came out good. Uh, Yellow Rose and Winnie. And then uh, that ground meat we did at the house came out great too. Yeah, bacon fat baby. I did some. I had some rice sausage. Well, I say I did. Colby had some rice sausage made, and I had to ship it up to him from Harrington's. I stole some from him before I shipped it up. It was good. Well, yeah, Real he good. probably doesn't mind. No, he doesn't. If you're care watching at all. this, Colby, then yeah, dude, Colby sends me more Instagrams than oh, dude, anybody. That guy there, like, and I watch every single one of them. And if you are watching this, Colby, I do. I don't respond, but I don't <laughs> respond to anybody. I just watch everyone. I'm like, God, he's yeah. I respond sometimes. I'm sometimes I respond like, Jesus, guy, like, what? <laughs> send yeah. some dark shit. Yeah, he sends some <laughs> fucked up shit. How are we looking? Still good. All right. So, but. so spring, summer. Um, we talked about the frogging. Ryan's killing the game and the yeah. work life. Uh, there's something else I wanted to bring up. Oh, well, I mean, we did just post our crawfish video yesterday, Mitchell. Yeah, that. so I do want to start doing more cooking videos, too. I was telling the guys, do a lot of short-form content, you know, the reels and the TikTok and all that. But people, like, uh, respond well to our cooking videos, and we cook a lot of shit around here. I mean, everything from seafood to barbecue to all kinds of shit. I mean, and we're pretty good at it, too. I mean, and like Mitchell said, like controversial food. I told him, I was like, dude, we should do one just like pouring a bowl of cereal, but you put the milk first. Pour the (laughs) cereal on top of the milk. I guarantee that gets a million. What is that asshole doing? You know, like everything. Start start filming just everything. It's mainly the the Cajun food that we cook because we are from Texas and they obviously do things different than we do, but... I mean, the crawfish, they have a field day with that, but the gumbo, I think, would be a really good one. Because yeah. I, pay, I love, I can cook a fucking good gumbo. A porter can, too. But we ain't going to do it right, you know, according to them. But that'll make it, everything better. But just shit like that, man, I think would be funny to start doing just instructional videos on how we cook different things. Yeah. Y'all need to go. So if you do see this, and we have to, like, May 16th or something like that. Yeah. Like, and I'm not trying to copy what you said a minute ago for the turkey, but I think the end of turkey season, the spring turkey season is when Louisiana Crawfish Company ends their competition for most liked videos for crawfish. So if you see our video on social media, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, whatever, like it. And I'm trying to win a fucking cooler. Cause yeah, the like, prize is just a cooler, but I want the money. Yeah, they, they <laughs> sent out a cooler to the first place person. And I was like, the only other person I think that can compete is a stale cracker, honestly. If he chooses to, if get he it, chooses he'll, it, he he'll win it. But they'll probably just give him a cooler. I would think. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I would think that he'll just win. But I, I, 
the thing is now he has his own brand. He has his own crawfish seasoning. I don't yeah. know if he would do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, true. Like he has that true. kind of shit and he's a lot bigger than we are. So, I mean, he, yeah. he probably wouldn't do it. And that like opens the door for us. Cause if he'd wanted to, Oh, he'd crush it. Oh, he'd fuck us. I would love to go over there and hang out with him for a day and just, you know, cook something, hang out and, we will. I w- I'll have him on a podcast or something, you know. When I messaged him last year, and I'm not going to say we talked for like a long time, but I was like, hey, would you want to come do a teal hunt with us and do like a shoot them in the field, clean them, cook them video? And he said, yeah. And we never, never really, made it happen. Yeah, we never made it happen. And that was probably more on us. Just, just so much shit going on. And then gator season's going who would on. Be, who would be on the hunt if we had steel cracker down is the question. Would we bring in public or would we go private? No, no, no. We're going private. And I don't know. It would literally, I'd make two phone calls. I'd call Rance, I'd call Ryan. And whoever could bring us out, we would go and smash Teal and then go from there. Like, that would be the deal. I would make my two phone calls, I Rance may, or Ryan. I may actually have to brush my blind next year, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> if you brush your blind, I'll call you. Yeah. Rance is already brushed. Spoonbill Ranch. We're already familiar with the property Spoon now. Spoonbill. I know how to get there now. Yeah. yeah. We can just go. We know how to get there. That's a good spot, too, man, where that blind is. I, I don't know why. I guess because kids and life and lazy and work and everything else. But. Dude, we will do all the work. Yeah. Just let us go out there with you. It would be like that's the best. Excuse me. Best. God dang. That Miller Light, man. Indigestion. Probably Indigestion. that fucking crab boil you drank yesterday. Dude, oh, my <laughs> God. still got you fucked up. I'll, I'll go into that here in a second. But the. God. Oh, fuck. Um. Like, that's the best, that's the easiest footage we can get is going out, hunting yeah. a box binder, or just a really brush, like, dry blind that you can, you know there's birds coming. Even if you're not shooting limits, you just easy yeah. footage. Uh, there's birds all down there in that country, so. Yeah. Dude, that crab bull yesterday. That was a spontaneous thing, too. So, the video we did yesterday, Porter cooking crawfish, having a good time, and, dude, he just takes this big old pool Mm-hmm. Of that crab bowl, man. And it was just like, God oh, dang, I didn't know you were going to do that. And then he's pouring it in. You can hear him. <laughs> Dude, someone and, commented the afterburners must have come on after yeah. that crab bowl. I was like, I'm sure they did. Uh, there was a bunch of people that said he didn't actually take a pull. And I'm like, you know, I don't respond to those because I'm like, you can believe whatever you want. I did it. Ugh. Dude, I shit seven times today. But, yeah, man, I literally took a pequeño pool of that concentrate most people thought it was fake it was like no that was like a a i mean even if it was just a thimble that little bit of concentrate crab boil made me shit what did it taste like like i know it makes your your pot you know it dilutes through the pot but how did it taste just straight up out of the bottle not like how i thought (laughs) so like you you pour it in a crawfish bowl and makes everything like a little bit spicier you know but when you drink it straight up, it's a – how can I describe this? It's a dull heat. And I'm saying, like, it wasn't like – it was like, oh, that's spicy, that's spicy. It was like it hit my chest and it was just warm. Like you just hit mm. some moonshine. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, man. Like when I hit it, it was instant regret. And also I took a giant bite of a stick of salted butter – during that video, and you ate the front part of the crawfish. Yeah, I ate a front. So I ate a crawfish shell, uh, probably a tablespoon of butter raw, and then a half a fucking shot of probably an ounce of a uh, cra- crab boil. So Ugh. like right there, 
like my stomach today. Oh, you're in a bind. So I woke up at, at five o'clock while I woke up this morning. Dude, I woke up and I was laying on my stomach. I sleep on my stomach usually. And I woke up, I burped. And I woke up gagging. And I was like, and I was like, oh, fuck, I'm about to throw up. So I jumped out of bed, ran to the bathroom, and was like dry heaving over the the toilet. I didn't eat a, I ate a single crawfish yesterday. So between the crab boiled Mm. butter, everything, dude, it had me messed up, dude. And I was, and Delaney's like, it was like 6 a.m. Because she didn't have to wake up early today because she only had a teacher work, like a teacher work day, you know. She's like, why are you up so early? I was like, I just almost threw up in our bed. When's like the a, last time you threw up, Porter? Do you even remember? Because Porter can do all this shit because he's got a cast iron stomach, we always say. Never seen Porter throw up since I've known him. The last time I threw up was 2015. Jeez. I can tell you exactly where I was. I remember the time. It was it was when Delaney was still living in Port Acres. And the the only food, the only thing, like I will, like I drank that crab boil last yesterday, whatever, cool. I've eaten 158 raw oysters in one sitting. I have done a lot of different shit that probably should have made me throw up. Cool. Didn't. I tried eating a cucumber salad the cucumber. in 2015. That cucumber, dude. And I was like, I hate cucumber, but I tried eating it. And uh, I got to work that night. I was on nights. And I got a pull up to what we call seven station. And I was sitting there and I was just like, man, I kept burping cucumber. And I drove around the backside of the manifold and regurgitated all in the middle of the street. <laughs> Is that dude. why you don't do the cucumber no more? Yeah, especially. So I wasn't, I didn't like cucumber before, but after you throw up something that tastes pure cucumber, will not do it. That's, that's like, bro. It's funny you say cucumber because my grandpa would never eat cucumbers, and I asked him why, and he said when he was a kid, they had a garden, and the hogs would come into the garden, and they eat everything except the cucumbers. So he figured that if a hog ain't going to eat a cucumber, it ain't no good for him. <laughs> dude, I porterly eat pickles all day, though. No, I love pickles, but it's like the vinegar dilutes it, dude. It's right. just literally like cucumber, fresh cucumber. And Mitchell and them will fuck with me sometimes and like – or. <laughs> They ordered me a beer at T. Juanita's. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. We that was a margarita. Porter was in the bathroom. We were, he was like, order my margarita for me. I said, will you please dress that margarita with from some fresh cucumbers for my buddy. <laughs> he loves cucumbers. And brought that margarita back. It was dressed with cucumbers. He was like, what the fuck is this? Dude, I'm talking dressed with cucumbers. There's 20. Cu- it was a whole <laughs> cucumber diced up and laid around. Like, I couldn't even drink it, like, without touching my mouth to a cucumber. I pulled it all off, and I was like, God dang it. Like, that's funny. You son of a bitches. Because it's just that, that smell. Like, I... I'm not crazy about it. I mean, I'll have one. Like, if it's in my salad or something, I'll eat it. But, I mean... Yeah. It ain't one of those things. But to answer your question, yeah, it's been eight years since I've regurgitated. And this morning at 5 a.m. was almost a... I don't even think it's been eight days since the last time I've thrown up, to be honest. I had a um, stomach bug a couple weeks ago. I was in a pretty bad bind. I regurgitated, I think, like nine times. Real bad bug. But Porter, man... He's just got that cast iron gut he always has. He can get fucking just hammered. And y'all both seen me drink. I mean, dude, Saturday, what should have been like for, and I'm not going to say I'm like abnormal, but like I drank in two days, like probably like no shit, 70 beers in two days. 
because that like the frogging and everything i was yeah. like i was up for almost two full i was almost up for 48 hours and the only thing that kept you going was drinking beer yeah like mm. i should have regurgitated you didn't know because of that cast iron gut the cast iron gut dude and i'm just scared because i'm well dude i will the reason i don't throw up because i'm a giant bitch like I start throwing up, I'm crying, <laughs> snot's coming out. Like I'm not gonna say I'm tough. Like it's like I could I you start looking for your mom. Oh bro, I will look for Candace if I'm sitting there because I'll just I hold it back until it's just so bad. Like I just gotta let it flow, man. Yeah. And I should. Okay. I would feel so much better every time like every time we go offshore fishing with Ryan, not because the waves or whatever's day two, we got fucking hammered the first day (laughs) and it's the next day you're sitting out there on very few hours of sleep you're on a rocking boat you're just in the steaming sun it's just and i'm like god if i could just throw up i'd feel so much better nope not gonna happen (laughs) nope because i'm not gonna show my friends that i cry when i throw up (laughs) i've got my if i get to go back on the wrapped up again i'm good I, i know what i'm gonna do to keep myself good I'll sleep up top outside. Yeah. I won't get fucking hammered. And I'll keep that ginger in my pocket, man. Yeah. If I need a little hit of ginger. Dude, the uh ginger. I found a trick this year is a daggum. It's called a C band. It's a wristband that has a little electrode on it that shoots a little electrical current into your like wrist. Like a power balance bracelet. Yes, and fuck it works. Let me tell you, me and uh we had a tournament in Port O'Connor and myself, Tyler, and Brooks Kelm, we all decided that we should just go to the the old choke and puke gas station and grab a damn a uh, couple pizza slices for the ride out and all three of us got something food poison or something we were fucking feeling horrible and uh we put those deals on and all three of us in about an hour our nausea was gone we still felt you know bad but we didn't fuck we didn't throw up anymore so they do work well be, first off gotta be cautious at those gas stations you called it choke and puke yeah. so I think it's I think it's a, a what's the one in Winnie the used to be the green one um, the four way the speedy stop yeah it's a speedy stop it's a speedy stop they call that one yeah, let's not get into stop. that we're not gonna get into it Mitchell but <laughs> we for the longest time our ritual and I'm talking from like the age of thirteen to probably twenty six it was a ritual. If we did, like, we went there every single morning. Every morning. If we went there. On the way to a duck hunt. No, on yeah. the way to a duck hunt. If we went there in the morning and certain, certain circumstances happened, we limited it out every time. If those circumstances didn't show up when we showed up there, it did not. Like, it was like <laughs> a, so, like, I was like, I was like, oh, man, like, this shit's for real. <laughs> After 12 years of going to the same speedy stop, Choke and puke. Choke and puke. And, like, having the same exact drink, same exact breakfast, same exact everything. If it worked out like we wanted it to, we were limiting out on ducks <laughs> forever. And then, yeah, we'll tell you off screen what we're talking about. But that uh, <laughs> the speedy stop, man, the choke and puke. I can't. Good station, man. Good station. But, yeah, so how was that at Touffet? It was oh, man. freaking good, man. Wow. So, Ryan's been on this podcast seven or eight times. We've had steaks. We've had – well, the last two times you've been on, we've had steak. I don't know what we've had beforehand. But yeah. we always cook for our uh, guest on 
the whenever we do a podcast. And my sister yesterday was talking shit, saying she could make a better uh, etouffee than me, whatever. And I was like, go ahead, do it. I think she achieved her goal, and, man. Uh, I will say this, man. Uh, I called her after I ate that bowl, and I said, this is one of the best etouffees I've ever had. I'm not kidding, dude. That etouffee was top notch. Yeah. Good job, good. Keaton. Very good. You uh, knocked out of the park, and it was with the crawfish and the sausage and the mushrooms we boiled yesterday. So, like, just sitting there marinating all night, mm. and she threw that in there, and it was it was good. Now, do I have heartburn right now? That's why I keep burping? Yes. <laughs> but that's when you know it's good, whenever it just gives you that heartburn. Yeah, for sure. But truly enjoyed uh, having you on, Ryan. I'm sure you will be on uh, many more times in the future. <laughs> yeah, he's literally just – he's not even a guest. It like, literally, I'll say it now, he's not a guest anymore. It's just we have Ryan on. <laughs> Ryan is a part of the Bayou Dragons at this point. <laughs> yeah, he is. He I is. mean, he is. I mean, we do enough shit with him. He hangs out with us as enough as he should, man. I mean, he's a part of the group. I appreciate it, guys. Well, you've you've been on more than the other guys that have even <laughs> run this whole operation. Yeah. Like you're on probably just as much as me, honestly. I mean, I sit out on several of them. Matthew, I mean, he's been on quite a few of them. It's probably me, Matt, then Ryan, then you, then Tanner, then Joe. <laughs> they, I wanted to. I'm going to post tomorrow the video. I made a little clip of Joe. He actually spoke like 20 words the last podcast we did with Mark. And I was surprised. I was like, we'd ask Joe a question. He actually answered it. Wow. Like, yo, dude. But I got the at the end of the podcast, I said, so, Joe, like, you have anything to end us off with? And he's just. Silence. And you hear Mark in the, Mark in the corner just goes, amen. Like, <laughs> that was. <laughs> so. That's funny. But, yeah, we got some good guests lined up. We'll be doing some more podcasts in the near future. Try to do one, you know, just at our convenience, really. We're busy people. Just yeah. get to really put them out. We, we try can. to do them once a week, and I, we've been pretty consistent with it. And some of them we've done twice a week, and I would like to make it where we are doing it twice a week. But we also all have lives. Yeah. Lives, jobs, children. If this is all we did, like Joe Rogan, we could put out one every other day. No, yeah. I'd do one every single day. Like, Shit. It, be, I love doing this shit, and I'm glad you're able to join us, Ryan. Yeah, Mitchell hosting us. This we're we're getting it. We keep saying we've said that since the beginning of the year. It's going to be set up. I mean, it's not bad. I mean, it's I'm pretty bad. comfortable. Yeah, yeah. No, it's good. Pretty comfortable. Good. It's place. come a long ways from the plastic chairs and the plastic table. Yeah, the yeah. plywood or plywood table. Yeah, yeah. Your first one you did was at my bar with the just plywood background. Yeah. And, but yeah. shit, dude. I mean, it don't make a shit. No, you know I mean. No. Getting together, having fun. Absolutely. Bullshitting is what it's really all about. Yeah. Don't have to have a Jamie to have a good podcast, I guess. We will have a Jamie, though. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm looking I'm right now. Like, I'm going to start my search for our Jamie. Like, every podcast we have, <laughs> we're going to have a Jamie. Yeah, just have somebody that is on a MacBook over there. Like, we say something. And then we can start saying some shit and be mm-hmm. like, we Look check. Looked that up. Yeah. Hey, Damon. Like, no, we need to have like someone with like a very unique background. name. Oh yeah, just we just need to look for someone with a very unique name. It might be Grundle. <laughs> oh, dude, Grundle. <laughs> that might be the fucking. That might be Grundle's new job, man. <laughs> like, have Grundle on. And hey, he, pull that up, Grundle. And he said, "I'd be dog." 
<laughs> Give him a mic over there. Yeah, well, that's what I was saying. Have both cameras rolling. Have us, and then when Grundle talks or looks up something, have Grundle doing it. I meant to bring this up because I saw you post a picture with those whack attack lures. I bought some there. The 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 shad ones for saltwater are pretty damn nice, dude. Yeah. So Logan Lonsome, you make some good baits, very good baits. Like I was, him and his dad came up to us at the frog tournament on Saturday, and was like, here. Like, gave me a whole tackle box full of baits. And I was like, look, I'll pay you. They're like, no, just try them out yeah. before you do. And I like, and I, I was like, you know, I kind of pushed off. And then the next day I left for the lake with Rance and I pulled them out. And I was, man, these things, they have weight. They, like, they, they were literally like how I like them. They had some lizards, some swirl tails, some uh, grub worms and all that kind of shit. Yeah. I threw them on. And I'm talking as soon as I threw one on, it wasn't like two or three. I was like, well, I like whack attack. Yeah, so I bought the uh, the Shad ones, and, dude, they are built nice. And the colors for me, he's got colors that I've never seen produced before. And I was like, man, that, I was looking at, looking at his Facebook. I was like, holy shit, I'm going to have to get a bunch of these. Yeah, he's I, a nine-year-old genius. Yeah, I bought 100, 100 bucks worth of them. So Yeah, yeah. I'm going to start buying these whack attack lures. They're just legit i'm gonna still use our Bortles baits and the bayou dragon baits and all that stuff like they're good because the only thing that and he probably does he just didn't put them in the tackle box that he gave me was cinco's that's what i fish with mostly so logan if you watch this you see it if you can make me a watermelon blue cinco <laughs> i will n- never buy another bait except yours like hands down i'll just buy every single one you ever have so but Ryan, thank you for your time. Mitchell, pleasure as always. Everybody that's watching, following, you know, we appreciate it. Yep. Thank you all.